Welcome. My name is Douglas Lodmel, your asset protection attorney, and I have another client question. So um, these podcasts are kind of generating other questions that my clients would like to hear about. If it's happening to you and you have a question you'd like me to talk about, please email me, doug at lodmel.com, and say, hey, Doug, would you talk about this? And if I know anything about it, I'll be happy to talk about it. So the client question today is, Doug, could you talk about retiring offshore in another country? And do you have any clients? Has that worked out for them? And this is a really good question. Um, and I do have some reference points on this. I have many clients who've actually chosen to retire offshore. So I've got their reference points. I've also lived offshore myself. I've lived in Mexico and I've lived in Lisbon, Portugal. And I've lived there enough time to get a sense of it. And so it does color how I'm going to answer this question. So the first part of the answer is number one, can you personally live outside the country? This is a really important question. Um, I think a lot of people who try to answer this question for themselves um, assume that it's a, it's a money question first and then it's an adjustment question. I, I put it the other way around. I think it's an adjustment question first. Can you as an American live outside the country? <clears throat> I don't think that's an obvious answer. It also depends on what country. I can tell you that Mexico and Portugal are very different. Um, Brazil is very different than those countries. Um, and Puerto Rico is different still. They are all different. And if you've never lived outside the country, if you've only traveled on vacation and you've never actually lived outside the country, I don't think you should even consider living outside the country until you have tried it. What I mean by that is if you're at the stage where you're considering this question seriously, I would recommend that you pick a place that you think is a good choice for you, that you go rent a long-term rental, a minimum of three months, but six months or a year would be better, and you go and live there. Don't make any commitments. Stay a tourist. Don't try to get any residency. Just come and go enough to keep your tourist visa active um, and try it. Try living in another country. Um, it, it is different. You have very different considerations. Um, it's a, many times there's a language barrier. So if you already speak the language, that's a huge plus. If you don't, you're going to have to work around that. Um, there's, you know, what are you going to do? What type of friends can you make there? Is there a large expat community that you can hook into? Um, all of those things make a huge difference in your capacity to live there. Once you've answered that question, you say, yeah, I think I can live there. I've tried it or I've done it in the past. Um, in the case of my brother, who is still an expat today, who, who lives in Lisbon, Portugal, he started very young. He did a year abroad in Spain when he was just 19 or 20 years old, and that really affected him. He learned the language very well, and he really kind of locked in early. And so for him, living offshore, living as an expat is really easy to do. In fact, preferable. For me, I didn't do that. I didn't start traveling until later when I was more in my 30s. I traveled earlier, but I didn't start living out of the country or expending extended time until I was um, older. And what I can say is that I could live in certain countries. However, I prefer the United States. And um, there are some benefits of living in another country, but I also feel as an American and as someone who's grown up here, I really enjoy the United States. I think it's a great place to live. And there are options also within the country. 
So, you know, if you lived and practiced in Dallas, Texas or Phoenix, Arizona or, you know, a large city anywhere in this country, you don't have to retire in a large city to lower your costs. You can retire to a smaller community where costs are still lower. And you can mirror that savings you might find in a foreign country without fully going offshore, without really, you know, jumping off the bridge and, and having to move out of the country. A few other considerations. Um, residency. Uh, if you don't have a way to easily get residency, this can become a big issue. Many countries for Americans, it's not that hard because they, they're wanting to attract you. So it's a matter of purchasing a piece of real estate perhaps or you know, ha just meeting some requirements. Um, Lisbon, Portugal is a good example. Um, I think out of the European countries, it's the very best one to live in. It, it's got a very European feel and yet it's very reasonably priced. You can pretty much get anywhere in the city uh, in a cab for less than $10. So, um, you know, and it, the food is amazing. The people are absolutely pleasant and there's lots of good stuff about it. It's, it's still very European city. So if you like Europe, it's a great thing. Um, right now, moving to Lisbon is not that hard. If you buy a home, I think worth four or 500,000 euros, you get residency. Um, so if you can solve for those things, that makes a big difference. On the other hand, if you try to go to a country where it's not that easy, then you know you can have serious problems because now you invest, you buy a house, you, you know, a lawyer tells you, yeah, we can get you status, and then you find out you're in limbo um, and, and retiring there full time is not really a, a realistic option. So you just have to be aware of that and be careful when you're choosing the country that you're considering living in. The third area is finances. So you might pick a country that you think is going to be really uh, stretch your American dollar a long way. A good example would be Argentina. So Buenos Aires. Um, I, I've had some experience with, with clients living down there. And for a while when they first moved, it was extremely affordable because of the exchange rates. Then it all changed. And um, Argentina became really difficult to live in. Inflation became a problem and it actually drove that client out of the country. So they had a whole setup. They had a country home. They had a city apartment. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, their entire financial pictures changed because of the instability of Buenos Aires and the Argentinian economy. So these things are really important. And, and picking a country with enough stability so that doesn't happen and yet still has um, a, enough value in it to where it's worth it to you. Here's my personal opinion, purely my personal opinion. I think you should consider living outside the country if you like living outside of the country. That would be my personal driver as to whether I would consider retiring um, in a, in a non-U.S. country. If you're doing it mostly or purely because you think financially it's going to get you a better thing, then I would not do it. I, I, that wouldn't be enough of a reason for me because you'll find that there's enough downsides of, of you know living in a foreign country that just the money that you save is not going to be enough. Um, on, as a side note, uh, Puerto Rico, I mentioned earlier, I consider it a foreign country, even though the citizens there have U.S. passports. Um, it's, it's a Spanish-speaking country. It's not in the U.S., um, and it is very different it, than living in the United States. There is a tax benefit to living there. There's Act 20 and Act 22, which 
for some circumstances can create a, a significant tax benefit. So I have several clients that have moved down there primarily for the tax benefit. And we're talking, you know, saving a million plus dollars a year in taxes. So these people have businesses where it just fits the profile. And if you want to hear more about that, you're welcome to call me. I, I know quite a bit about the Act 2022. Um, but on this topic, what I'll say is that they have a huge incentive financially to live there. And, you know, some of them have adjusted pretty well. Some of them have not adjusted well at all. It's been really difficult. So um, just be very aware before you decide and jump off the fence and, you know, sell everything and build a home or buy a home in that foreign country, um, what it is that you're getting into. And um, again, try it before you buy it, I think is the best policy here. Take some time. Go and figure out if you can actually live in that country. Figure out what the real cost is. Um, don't don't glamorize or make it, you know, don't be unrealistic in what it's really going to cost you. Um, by the way, you're still going to have to pay your U.S. taxes unless you expatriate completely. So it's not like you're automatically going to save a ton of money on taxes. Um, your, your living costs are what may go down. Um, finally, you know, if you really, really value personal service, a maids and a chef and a driver, living outside the country can be really great because for just a, a really small amount of money compared to what we could do here in the States, you can have all that. You know, you could have two maids, a chef and a driver for what it would cost you just to have one maid in the United States. So if that's something you want to experience, then yes, living outside the country could be a huge benefit. I hope this has been helpful, and uh, for those of you who think that this is an option, I'm happy to speak with you uh, in person. Just give me a call, shoot me an email. I'm happy to, of course, connect you to my brother, Benjamin, who has even more experience than I do to talk about it um, in detail. So I hope this has been really helpful for you, and remember, it's your money, so act like it. My name is Douglas Lodmel, and we'll see you next time.